Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Welcome to Black and Lit, powered by Full Service Radio. We're your hosts, Jasmine and Priscilla. And we're broadcasting live from the Lion Hotel in Washington, D.C. Black and Lit is a multimedia brand celebrating dope black people doing the things they love without boundaries. Each week, we're bringing you inspiring stories of tastemakers, artists, and entrepreneurs of color who are taking risks to create the life that they want. So when you think of a flourishing community, what are some of the things you think of? Maybe it's access to educational and creative programming. Maybe it's access to affordable, healthy food, or even safe spaces for community members to interact and engage with one another. Today's guest didn't always see those components in the community he grew up in, in Petworth here in DC, so he and his business partners decided to create it. And we are so, so, so thrilled to have with us today, Muhammad Mangum. He is the owner and creative director of the Village Cafe, which is a socially conscious, community-minded cafe in the Union Market neighborhood of Northeast DC. Oh, What's thank up, you for Muhammad? The, the thank you, <laughs> thank thank you. you so Did much. Did I get it right? No, you Is got it right. right <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us today. I mean, we're huge fans of the Village Cafe. Absolutely. Since oh, yeah, the day no, no. y'all opened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're such a boss. I remember I read an article about you guys um, in the Washington City paper a little over a year ago when you yeah. guys were first opening up. Y'all got a lot like, of press around that. Who time. are these who are these three boss black men <laughs> out here creating coming a cafe up. coming up in northeast DC? I absolutely have to go the first week of the opening. Oh definitely. Um, at the time I was actually looking for a space with my friend Nick. Uh, for her photo exhibitions. So I was like, uh, let me just check out this space and see what these guys are about. So came in and you showed me you all's back room space, which yeah. has is almost like this sort of warehousey, raw sort industrial of space, industrial of yeah. sort mm-hmm. of vibe that is just full of potential. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do something here. This is amazing. Definitely. So you open, you've opened up your doors to us from the beginning yeah. i think that was you guys first event yeah that was one of our first events um and it was actually one of the uh one of my favorites because it was just uh a good way to kick off opening your own spot and then having an event like that that was really diverse and um just the way that you know you guys came together to really throw it you know i was like wow you know this is kind of like the the tone that we kind of wanted to set and you know to have you guys like bless it with you know our first like Aww. real event it was like yeah was and yeah. just to be clear yeah. this event we're speaking of is with photographer nick rich she's la based she used to live in dc and she was one of the first i think photo exhibitions that we did yeah. as black and lit it was just like yeah. amazing images of black women mm-hmm. filling up the space around um sort of perceptions of black beauty so it was amazing to sort of bring that into you all space. Definitely. And the turnout was crazy. I mean, yeah. the community yeah, came no, they, out they and supported. Out. I was, mean, yeah. we were packed, so. pleasantly surprised. But yeah. How did you all, how did you, Kevon and Ryan, even come up with the concept for the Village Cafe? Like, why Village? Why the Village, yes. Um, 
basically it came about with just an idea of helping each other start kind of like the businesses we wanted to but just doing it in a way where we can do it together and from that we were able to kind of like bounce around with each passion you know I was kind of into the art and creative field Ryan was into the culinary background and Kivon was in business and community mm -hmm. so we knew um, if we could create a space together that we can not only function but we can operate uh, together and that was kind of like the point that we wanted to do which was you know start a business as friends and to really kind of explore the options of what we can do together so but that's that awesome yeah. that's awesome what were you doing before did you because you said you were in the creative space oh definitely so uh, I started a media network called Tika Land, which was basically like a blog and from that I kind of want to basically just showcase local artists in the area and kind of um, just used it as like a passion project. So it was, it's for a larger goal of mine, which was to get into film. And that's basically kind of how even the ideas of the village came about because uh, it was to help Ryan um, get into the food industry and also mm -hmm. to help myself further myself in the creative field. And so you all knew each other before, oh, right? Y'all yeah. grew up together? Um, so... Yeah, we all went to high school together. Um, Kevon and Ryan actually went to middle school together, so they had a built relationship. And then I think, you know, uh, I came along, and then we just really just came together and started, like, working. So. That's awesome. Did you yeah. always know that you wanted to go into business together, like, even in high school? Or, or when did that sort of conversation come about where you guys were like, oh, we're all seeking these different opportunities, mm -hmm. but we can create the community yeah. and the opportunity that we want around what we're seeking. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan and I really had the ambitions for trying to get into business, um, not necessarily together, but we always would bounce uh, ideas off of each other. So when I had the idea of the village, uh, I knew to bring it to Ryan first, and uh, we told him about, about it actually right up the street at Mellow Mushroom um, in 2017. and. From that moment, we just started meeting together, and then uh, Kivon joined us, and then uh, when we started getting momentum as far as, like, starting, then we just kept on going, and then uh, that gave us kind of, like, the energy, and it also gave us, like, the tools that we needed to kind of, like, learn how to start a business, because I think a lot of people, uh, they, I mean, well, I, I would assume you would know, but um, just based off of, like, that first year, it was learning how to start a business, and mm -hmm. this past year, we've been learning how to actually operate a business because none of us actually went to school for business. So this is all new things that we have to learn on the go, as well as just experiencing yeah. as we go. Yeah, so take us through that process. I mean, because when you all had this idea and you were starting it up, you were like 22, 23. Yeah. Like, you're super young. Yeah. Uh, so how did you, what was that process of starting the business from the ground up? Did you have help or support or mentors? Like, how did you guys get even get into that space? Yeah, so we definitely... Um, it was really just on us doing researching, basic researching on like how to start a business and things like that. We it's like how to start a business for dummies. Did you guys like yeah, basically find that on yeah, Amazon in a sense, or yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were you know checking out books, going to different uh, government agencies that we found online that help with small businesses, and from there they kind of like gave us like these are like the actual steps you take. Mm -hmm. um, but we also had uh, mentors and we had you know teachers and people that we've known before mm -hmm. who we went to for advice. And that's kind of how we built our relationship with you and your market, because we were able to, uh, based off of Ryan, he's actually mentored by the cuisine strategist 
of Union Market, right. um, which is Richie Brandenburg. And um, he was actually a really nice guy with us. You know, we uh, he took out from his time to meet with us and to basically go over our pitch book that we made because that's what we uh, started with first, just to kind of pitch out our idea and mm-hmm. to just practice talking about the village and so we can know like exactly what we are, you know, when it comes to explaining the business or the mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So he took a little more than just like helping us edit the papers and um, our pitch book, but he took it to his company and was like, we have these three guys that really are passionate about the community and they really want to start something. Um, so they gave us the real opportunity to open the cafe, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing that you guys went all the way with your business plan and opened up a straight brick and mortar. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a pop-up. It wasn't like hosting it in someone else's space. How did you all sort of land on or identify that as the ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. Well, so it's funny, uh, The ult, like our ultimate goal of the village is actually similar to Union Market. So it's creating mm-hmm. a culinary and incubator space and placing them under surf communities. So that's kind of like the building blocks of what we all, uh, what we all are doing, actually. And that's kind of the forefront of the village, which is to become an incubation space for small businesses. So this gives us the uh, opportunity to kind of work in that small scale so we can learn how to operate it and then teach others how to start businesses and then just be under us where it's a growing atmosphere of giving them the resources that they need in order to sustain themselves and also like to grow and expand so then a new group of villagers in a sense could come along. Yeah. What kind of small businesses are you working with and in what capacity? So it's not just the event space, Mm -hmm. right? Is there more? Yeah. So we, we, um, we showcase lots of local entrepreneurs, lots of small business owners um, from the area. Uh, we have about 75% locally sourced products and 64% of those products are women-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So Amazing. that's like a nice um, con- contribution to us, which is being able to give back on that end, um, as well as the event space, which is for like artists, creatives, and I mean, really just anybody, even chefs, entrepreneurs, to really mm-hmm. further their concept just as we're doing ourselves. So it's kind of like a a space for like a mini expo or something, you know, where people can come together to kind of like test out their ideas and their dreams in a way that, you know, we wish we could have kind of had, you know, um, because a lot of times when you kind of have an idea or you have a small um, business concept that you're operating in, it's hard for people to kind of like believe in like the seriousness of it, you know? So like when it comes to having a space like that, uh, I think it's a perfect, especially our event space to kind of let people go in there and really just use their imagination to create what they would want to create in a small scale. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, back there, you've hosted everything from artist showcases yeah. to artist talks Definitely. to exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has happened in that oh, space. Oh, yeah. yeah. Film screenings, Film panel screenings. discussions. Yeah. Um, you can name it. We've done it. Uh, pop-ups, all of this. So. How do you how do you pick which events to host there mm-hmm. or who to you know interact with? Yeah, I think it's more so um, we get a lot of people who want to uh, to use it. Uh, so what we're trying to do is figure out the best way to incorporate everybody. So as an example, you know if we if we would have maybe like two or three different yoga instructors who would want to use the room, we would try and see if we can combine them to work together on throwing like maybe sessions or classes throughout the day, Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, being, uh, not saying that we don't have time, but we know that we have so many different type of events and 
organizations or classes that uh, we want to try and program into the space. So what we try and do is find like if there's like any point with people that we can combine and also connect, you know, because mm -hmm. I think the point is to kind of grow communities of the different entrepreneurs in the different fields that they have. So mm -hmm. it's really just to connect. And I think we've been able to be at the center of connecting because we've connected with so many people from just sharing our space. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. that's beautiful. I feel like so many companies and corporations, you know, they claim that they're for the community and yeah. doing things for the community, but then a lot of times it feels like they're just doing it for good PR. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not like a that. real genuine thing, yeah. but I mean, it's obvious with you guys, like this Definitely. is something that you're super passionate about oh, yeah. and this is yeah. your community that you grew up in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like yeah. the realness just exudes from it. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Do you think your sort of definition of community has sort of shifted over the last year and a half, almost two years, I guess, since you guys, since opened. You guys opened? Yeah, um, it definitely has. I think um, from like my point of view of it, it's like I always used to think community as like your neighborhood, your area. But I think when I think community now, it like varies in just like all forms. So mm -hmm. um, just being connected to people and being able to create a community is I think um, what I believe the definition is, which is being able to find people and individuals to come together for like a common goal or cause. Mm -hmm. So like um, within the village, you know, uh, you have Kevon Ryan and myself, but there's maybe over a hundred other people that uh, kind of came together to help us, you know, with right. its staffing or, you know, PR, photography, everything. Um, so the village is actually like really large and it's a real large community from the employees to the customers to friends, family, um, you name it, you know, so mm -hmm. like it's just a real big community. And mm -hmm. I think that was kind of my enlightenment, which is knowing that it's not a direct like home feel, but it's everybody. It's bigger, mm. yeah. 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 Yeah, I know like for instance with Black and Lit, mm -hmm. Jasmine and I were looking for a sense of community when we came back oh, to DC. Yeah. We were looking to create this space and the environment mm. that we wanted to um, be celebrated in and celebrate others mm -hmm. in as well as tell, tell our stories. And do you sort of remember the first community that you were a part of or felt a part of? Mm -hmm. um, in the more, more recent years, <clears throat> I would say in high school, uh, well, playing football, I think mm -hmm. that was just the number one. <laughs> um, as an example, uh, after middle school, I went to my high school for summer workouts. So I think that was probably one of the best decisions for myself uh, in a social aspect because I think I was real nervous and scared about like high school and like what you've seen and, you know, basically not um, from my middle school, I think only three students went to my high school for my middle school. So I knew there wasn't going to be like that big old friend groups of, you know, people you know in your own life and you would have to make new friends. But from football, I was able to kind of like meet a group of people and create relationships throughout the summer times. And, you know, right when school started, it was just like, oh, it's us plus everyone else, you know, mm -hmm. so it was a cool thing with that. That's awesome. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk more with Muhammad Mangum about the Village Cafe and how he is contributing to the local community here in D.C. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Black and Lit, powered by Full Service Radio. We're your hosts, Jasmine. And Priscilla. And today we're here with Mohammed Mangum. He's the owner and creative director of The Village Cafe. He's telling us all about how he and his two business partners, uh, Kevon and Ryan, they started The Village Cafe about a year and a half ago uh, in the Union Market neighborhood of Northeast D.C. Um, and their dedication to community and really bringing together um, like-minded people, creatives, you know, millennials, Definitely. especially millennials of color. Yeah. I feel like a lot of your events and a lot of your supporters yeah. look like us, yeah, <laughs> which true. is great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're super excited to have you here today. Thank you. Um, so you're doing a lot for the community and obviously the Village Cafe is a for-profit business, but mm-hmm. a lot of the work you do, um, in the event space, you know, you give to the community at no cost. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've faced? I mean, running also like a for-profit and a non-profit side of the business. Yeah, um, I think it's more so just us creating operations that can work for uh, the growing communities, for the classes we want to do. Um, I think we've only been in in operating of events and like classes and community-based events for you know, since we've been open. So this mm-hmm. is kind of our first time really like dipping into it and finding out like what are the do's and do's nots and things like that. So it's just all about experiencing um, and learning how to implement what we want to implement uh, based off of what we've learned this past year and the type of events we've had and um, us creating a criteria for what we believe in within the mission of the village of what is considered like a free community-based event versus like you know, not saying a party or anything like that, but, you know, like maybe like a concert or something that mm-hmm. is, you know, could be considered it. But, you know, so those are the things we have to kind of take in, which I think the best way for us to um, decide is really just to have the people come in and we talk with them, you know, rather than us receiving an email or a submission of an inquiry and saying, oh, you know, I'm having a birthday party, but it is community because, you know, I'm not charging nobody to come in or things like that. So I think majority of the times of what people consider community is just the fact that it's like a free event Um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like ways like that. So it's always confusing, but it's what we're trying to figure out, you know, so that we can best operate and also help people that, you know, need the help rather than just having a free space for people to, to right. use. So, If somebody wants to host an event with you or wants to partner with the Village Cafe in some capacity, what, mm-hmm. how do you recommend them get in touch? Um, so usually it's through email, um, and we have information on our events website. But um, I believe we're going to kind of, like, change that position and, like, just have people come in. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, do, like, a consultation with them. And then, you know, we decide, like, on the spot. Just but. pop up? Oh, say, hey, yeah. I want to talk. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's really how we like it, you know, because we kind of feel like just talking with the people, yeah. you know, I feel like if you really, you know, show interest, you know, you would want to show up, you know, right. not saying that it's like an interview or you have to come with a resume, but no, we love conversations because that's what the village is about. It's that's, just like that's talking real. and connecting mm-hmm. with Yeah, that's people. genuine. Going from um, your pitches to mm-hmm. actually having a full-fledged business over yeah. the last year and a half, were there any moments in that process where you were like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if this is going to work out. We're trying to do a lot here. Yeah, um, I would definitely say in the beginning uh, we were like that because, again, you know, 22 year olds coming together to start a business. 
in this day and age with like social medias and things like that, um, our first couple of meetings were, you know, completely off task. You know, we would sit together and say, hey, we're meeting. Then 10 minutes later, we're talking about what we're going to do tonight or things like that. <laughs> so it's a real conditioning that we kind of have to like go through, uh, which was more so, I would say, like the first couple of months, which was teaching us how to actually be businessmen and to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And all these new things that come with like actual deadlines for meetings and people that you have to have certain either information or um, like requirements needed for deadlines in mm -hmm. order for you to get some type of certificate. So there's so much that we had to kind of like gather ourselves for. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of like a real overwhelming factor for us in the beginning because it was just new for us. But now uh, we talk about business almost every day. Uh, we don't have problems pitching. You know, we used to practice pitching and things like that. And we like, oh, I don't want to do no elevator pitching. <laughs> you know, like acting it out, you know. Uh -huh. And then now it's just like it's automatic, you know. Right. So it's like, it's just learning and going through the experience of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. so tell me a little bit about the elevator pitch process. Like, are yeah. you having like investor meetings where you have a group of people and mm -hmm. you're sort of so presenting in I that think way? In the beginning we did, you know, because we were looking for funding. Um, and that's kind of what we were doing when we first were, you know, going through the process of opening the business. And I think now, well, we haven't, you know, as much, but I think uh, we talk to students now, you know, uh, we just had a, uh, entrepreneurship class with Two Rivers. It's a charter school right across from yeah. Union Market with a bunch of first graders. So I think it was cool to kind of like turn the pitch of teaching about entrepreneurship in a way that can engage kids. Mm -hmm. And they had a small market they created in their classrooms. <clears throat> so that was really cool with that. Um, but no, we haven't really been doing any like real pitching now. Uh, I think what we want to do is kind of do a review. So kind of actually like not TED Talk style, but really have a kind of event or experience where we really go and we kind of like teach people what we've done this past year, other than, you know, what most people see, uh, not just through events or the partnerships we've had, but even with our employees, like there's programs that uh, pay employees to work with us and they go through um, kind of like school to kind of teach them about like... Uh, I don't want to say uh, like work behaviors, but mm -hmm. kind of just like teaching them about like working skills that they would need in order to kind of like um, kind of further themselves. In right. So, you know, we have lots of uh, different things. We work with um, summer youth employment with students. Uh, we've had lots of interns come through. So we like to try and incorporate as much as we can. Yeah. I love that. So you're reaching back. Definitely. And working to build with yeah. legacy in mind. Definitely. Yeah, and we've actually, sorry, we actually hired our guy from the summer youth employment. Um, so he was working with us in the summertime. And we were able to hire him part time. So that was a cool thing as wow. well. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I did the summer youth employment program. Yeah, I did too. So there wasn't it was, it was any cool. sort of opportunities like this I, yeah, when yeah, I was coming up yeah, in the program. That's but true. That's true. This is amazing. Yeah. So I'm glad we were able to do that. Yeah. Did you always have legacy in mind as you were? creating was that always the vision um i mean the vi so when when you have the vision of it you know it's obviously to be like forever lasting yeah. um so we would always have a saying uh that would say we know we won't be here forever but uh we're creating something that will be mm -hmm. so we kind of know that this is something new you know you have 
22, 23 year olds who have a whole storefront, sorry, storefront business that is black, you know, in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. It's rare. Um, there's there's honestly no other business like that, you know. So Especially not in Union Market. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you get to kind of be a founding father of a business that, you know, um, could really grow into what you want it to be, you know, but it also takes time. So we kind of have that feeling you know so i think with us we're trying to just make sure it's good so that when we're gone we're like all right you know it's going to become what it becomes but we know we put it on the path that we wanted it to go mm -hmm. to so what was the biggest lesson you learned throughout this process that you would tell somebody who's trying to follow into your footsteps um when you're at a position at the highest position of a company you have to hold yourself accountable mm -hmm. um on basic skills that entry level people would need, you know, from like time management, things like that. Because when you own your own time, uh, especially for me, uh, you could either manage it in a good way or bad because you mm -hmm. know, oh, I'm, I own it so I could come in whenever or things like that, but mm -hmm. that's not how it operates. Set an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that was uh, one of the biggest lessons for myself, which was still being able to um, kind of remind myself that, hey, you know, like if, this doesn't, if you're not working for this, then this won't work at all. So I kind of had to um, teach myself to continue on with time management, not just being that, hey, I own it, so I can just come in whenever. So I think mm -hmm. that was some of the, my big lessons, which is, which is that. You know. Yeah, that's a real lesson. So what do you think is the ultimate goal for the Village Cafe and all of you guys? Yeah. Like, do you, do you want to open another one in D.C. and other neighborhoods? Are you trying to go global? What's oh, the goal? I think um, it's just to create villages. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and I think that comes from the culture that's created from it, from um, the art, from the business, from the food. So it's basically saying, you know, we want to create communities across where it's flourishing economically and socially so you know there might be village homes in the future you know or anything but I think what when we attach our name to it we just want to make sure that it's about each other you know and it's about the community and it's about just growing and I think that's what the future holds for the village which is it's at its seed level now which is a cafe so hopefully in due time, we can see what it becomes from what we planted. And, you know, we're just going to grow it like a tree. So, mm, Like a tree. So do you see these villages being more brick and mortars? Or do you um, see these villages as more so people who are then able to sort of branch out and create yeah, exactly. here and there yeah. and feel inspired to create their own? Yeah. Um, so the, the goal of the village is to create villages. So mm -hmm. like an actual village. Um in a sense of creating environments where people are coming together and also flourishing and also helping each other grow. Um, whereas though, you know, with us, like it is a cafe now, um, but this is also helping me with my end goal, which was my media network. And uh, the reason why I started that network was to get into film. So that's actually my end goal is to use what I'm learning from opening the cafe and, and actually working with art and artists and um, being able to kind of direct that's the goal that I want to do and as far as my other two partners you know one wants to be a chef and one wants to get in the political realm and also mm -hmm. in the community realm so I think this is really just 
our practice and our experiences that's going to kind of help us grow as well with the village. And we're just using it as a, <clears throat> as a complete atmosphere and environment for us to kind of grow and use as like a playground to kind of build it up and break it down and rebuild up again and just play with it, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are your parents supportive of this village? Are they a part of the village? With yeah. You um, yeah. My dad, he's, he's a photographer. So, um, he, he was actually at the counterpoint exhibit, um, oh, taking cool. pictures and, Aww. uh, a, a lot of our events, you know, he comes in, uh, the speakers we have, we bought from him because he was like, oh, you own a business, now you can buy it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, you, you have said in the past that your dad has to come and set them up. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. See? So, but now he doesn't. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, we kind of got that. Uh, but no, they're very supportive. Uh, even, you know, high school friends that, you know, we haven't seen in forever mm-hmm. pop up, say, hey, you know, thanks for doing this, you know. Um, even just, like, just random people who, you know, come across um, I think it's really just a building family that we're able to build, you know, because we build relationships with so many people. And I think that's really the goal of why we all created it, because uh, we're able to just meet and talk with people every single day. And I think that helps bring a new level of energy, you know, which is not necessarily on the social media, but it's really directly in person. And you're able to kind of like feel the people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you feel the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime when I go in there yeah. for that avocado toast, <laughs> know, yeah. Kivon's avocado <laughs> toast, like, literally changed my life. It's so like, good. it's yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. Like, those it's are, made like, from the heart. That's what I don't I understand. Those tomatoes, yeah. like, I cannot get those anywhere. I like, I can't yeah. find them at Whole Foods. Mm. They're just those... Please yeah. go get the avocado toast. And I love that you all are there every day. I mean, yeah. if you ever come in and walk by, it yeah. doesn't matter what day. Like, you all are there. Definitely, you don't yeah. just own it. You're not no. just, you know, behind the scenes. Like, no. you're in there operating Definitely, it. Definitely, yeah. Which um, is really admirable. And I, I love it. You know, uh, I could be there every day. You know, we all could. And, well, I mean, at one point, we kind of were, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think that's just another thing, which is, like, you got to put in the hours for the for the business, you right. know. Um, which is a good thing, you know. And I think when people always talk about oh you know owning the business is really hard work and you have to put those 80 hour weeks but it's like it's actually really true you know so that's another thing is those long hours and just the continuous work and you know connecting with people but I think uh when we throw nice events or I'm able to help someone with an exhibit or I see someone's dream coming to life in our space then you know that's kind of like the reason why I do it you know and I'm Mm -hmm. able to look back and and feel relieved, you know, because we're doing what we're what we want to do. Set out to do, yeah. yeah. In those in those startup months or years, you know, you're working eighty hours. You're always at the space. Mm-hmm. How do you find balance? You know, how do you find balance within your personal life? Um, and stay sane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a girlfriend, so you know, I think that's a lot of time that I use. Um, she keeps you balanced. Oh, so. definitely she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think you know, without. I mean, with her, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing because we always kind of get away from life and just the yeah. the, the business world, you know. Take that so, time away. Yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. Aw, that's so beautiful. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into our famous last question? Our famous last oh, yeah. word. <laughs> so. If you had a theme song to your life, uh-huh. you're just like walking down the street <laughs> yeah. or making your way to the village cafe, 
what song would be playing in the background? Uh, I would probably be playing uh, Rose Golden by Kate Cuddy and Willow Ooh. Smith. Ooh. Yes. That's yeah. a good one. It's a good choice. Yeah. Thank you. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun, Muhammad. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, as I said, we're huge fans of the Village Cafe. We cannot wait to see what you guys do next. You know, yeah. we've thought of you and your partners as a big part of the Black and Lit community, and I'm sure yeah. the feeling oh, is yeah. mutual. Oh, yeah, definitely is. Um, yeah. We've done a lot of collaborations together, and we're so excited for the future with you guys. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. you can find us at B-L-C-K-N-L-I-T on Instagram and online at blcknlit.org. We're so excited to partner with Full Service Radio. You can follow them on all platforms at Full Service Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>